0: Don't get me wrong, I'm busy yet, and I know things could be worse. But it's difficult sometimes, you know. I feel like I've been cursed. Set me free, let me be me, cause I feel like I'm a burst. Let me do what I can, let me feel like a man, let me satisfy this thirst. I feel empty, I feel lost. I feel like I'm paying the cost of our history, it's a mystery. Tell me when will this ever stop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When will this ever stop? When will this ever stop? When will this ever stop? Yeah, uh, my name is Christian. Okay. I'm living now, uh, I'm I'm still in direct provision for the moment, oh, about uh, almost four years now, and I'm in Kinsale all about. <coughs> yeah.
1: How long have you been uh, in Ireland?
0: Uh, almost four years.
1: Four years, and that means four years in direct provision.
0: Yeah, four years in direct provision.
1: Okay. Can you just tell us what it was like when you arrived there? Uh, what were your expectations? First of all, did you ever expect to be to end up in the direct provision like that?
0: No, uh, my expectation was not what I saw or what I'm in, uh, because I never thought uh, there's something called direct provision. I, I never heard about it before in my life. And um, for me being direct provision, the first night I couldn't sleep. I was in skill, and I was looking in those four corner rooms and there was three, three guys in, in one room and uh, I was asking myself uh,
1: and were they guys from your country or no were they
0: were from different country I was with a guy from uh, one guy from Togo and uh, the other guy I think was from Cameroon. we were in the same room sharing the same room in Basisgiel difficult yeah very difficult because sometimes when you you, you want to go to bed the other guys want to watch TV who is, is on his laptop who is on his phone he is talking he's is whatsapping doing other things on the phone so you 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 don't have like a kind of privacy yourself
1: okay okay and is it very restricted on what you can do there like um, is there certain times you can have breakfast and certain times you
0: yeah in scale, there there is always things about it's always being about time in data provision hostel uh, we always have time for breakfast. Starting every time, like eight to ten, this is breakfast time, and uh, lunch time always starts from two to four to two. Uh, no, twelve to 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 two o'clock, and meal time is about uh, five to seven.
1: Okay, okay, and then every week you get a bit of money.
0: Yeah, every week you get a bit of money, like 19, uh, nineteen ten cents per week. But uh, the amount of nineteen ten cents a week with the kind of life we are living now in Europe and all the increase and everything's increasing the shop everything's going high, uh, nineteen ten cents become really 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 hard for like a uh, for for a growing man to live with the nineteen ten cents. What the kind of what, what a growing man would do to nineteen ten cents okay. in all weekend. No. You can't do like, Can't survive with it because if you go sit, for example, to a coffee shop, you order a cup of coffee with a cup of cappuccino or cafe latte or something like that, with, uh, with, with maybe with a muffin, maybe you can spend already about six euros, seven euros. Yeah.
1: So three coffees and a muffin
0: and, yeah, and your money's finished. gone? Yeah, All your money's finished, so you need to go again back. Uh, starting in the whole weekend with empty hand, sleep, wake up, and when the weekend come Friday, then you go again the queue and waiting for 90 cents.
1: Yeah, and I think it's quite difficult, isn't it? Because don't they give you more? Don't they give you 189 or something and then you have to pay? for the direct provision room, and then they give you what's left over from that social yeah. welfare, isn't it? So that is quite humiliating as yeah, well. Yeah, this
0: is quite humiliating, because uh, for grown people to live with 1910s, I think, I mean, it's, it's really ridiculous.
1: Yeah, yeah. And um, any prospects for the future, do you know? Are you going to stay there a long time still, or...?
0: there's they, like for me like I, I don't want to offend people who are listening in on radio because i know that people are listening people some people may think that uh, those people coming in our land they, they want to come take everything they want everything for free no far, far from that there are many people in those austin who have skill yeah. who are engineer who, who mechanical engineer they are doctors we have many people who, who got many skill or if the island society can recruit people, put them in society, trying to get like a job, a decent job, the person can be on direct provision, but still working, paying, it takes, it's contributing.
1: Yeah, yeah. You
0: want to be part of society. Yeah, we want to be part of society, not uh, putting us like in a limbo, like uh, somewhere like in a ghetto, nobody know about us if we do exist.
1: Okay. And what does it do to you, do to you mentally? when you?
0: Uh, mentally, direct provision break a human being. Uh, you break a human being, if you're not strong enough, you you, you get damaged. Because uh, I see a guy uh, who is still there, that a provision can run about, combination center, or oh, the guy when he come, when I come there, the guy was fine. I Obviously, the guy was looking neat, just really clean and everything. But a couple of years later, uh, the guy started to change. Mm-hmm. And the situation starts to get worse, and worse, and worse, and worse, and worse, until it gets more worse. Mm-hmm. And now he got paper, he doesn't know where to go.
1: Yeah, because I think one of the things is when you do get your papers then, is there any help?
0: Uh, it, it is like you're coming from one, one, one point, like uh, I can say, okay, uh, let's say, let, let, let put it that way. It's, I don't want people to get offended. It's like you're coming from jail, you're getting out of jail, so you don't know where to go, where to begin. You're like a yeah. person coming from a desert, from nowhere, now they bring it to a society. Where a person be living in the jungle for so many years, it never be connected with the society. They just pulling from there, bring it to the city, a big city with these people and the electricity, the cars moving. What can that person do? This is another problem. The person first you finish first, finish with direct provision a uh, program, or maybe you can they hold you your life maybe for seven years, eight, ten, eleven years. Yeah. People being a limbo, they hold your life. Uh, they the, the, the put you under pressure, all these things yeah, affect you. Because if we can talk to guys who've been in prison, they'll tell you what prison does to people. Yeah. A correctional prison. When you, when you go inside to prison, you're a different person. But when you come out there, you become also it's a different person. You, you become a, a totally a very different person.
1: Yeah, yeah. And especially, I guess, for the people who are there, uh. They're all foreigners, so they don't even know Ireland yet they haven't had the chance to get to know it and then suddenly they're left there in it's like yeah. being left in uh, in the middle of nowhere in the middle of nowhere not only the adults that are there, but even the children that are born of an indirect provision. How do they react to this um, you know the they, they, some of them I've known have been there for ten years Yes. Yeah, And they have to go to school? and, and
0: Yeah, they go to school every morning, uh, the bus collecting them and dropping them. Like now in our... our in your centre? In then. my centre. Now, uh, only last year that uh, the centre provided bus for the children was in direct provision because the former manager never wanted to do anything about it. Uh, just imagine this, those women have to wake up every morning Waking the children and uh, dressing them, feeding them, and time, taking them outside, crossing the road, and then I start waiting for the bus.
1: And, that, and that's a it, dangerous. Yeah, road.
0: this is a very dangerous one for the children. And those mom have to wake up every single morning, doing the same routine from Monday to Friday. Yeah, they yeah. have to stand outside there, they cold in the rain with the children, those small children. The poisonous yeah. children, who didn't ask to come in this world, and who doesn't deserve to be treated in such a way.
1: No absolutely not, and some of them are born in Ireland. They're actually yes. Irish. Yes, they're Irish, and they lock them up in uh, direct provision centres. There's something not completely oh. right about that. But um, what I wanted to say as well, also the mothers. The mothers must suffer so much to, to know that they can't cook. Can they? Or maybe now they no, can. I don't no, know. They since, can't uh, cook
0: until now. There's no rules of cooking until now. Because they start collecting pots for those women who have pots or mom who want to cook for the children. You can cook, or uh, the security going to room if they find you with a pot in your room, they, they confiscate it. If they find you with the stove, a plaque stove, small black stove, two stove plug they take it. So he have no rules of cooking until now. Okay. You know, uh, we have a big facility that they can make in those tea room a place for people to cook, so a mum must cook a decent food for the children because we have many cultures there. We've got people from Asia, from the Middle East, we've got people from Africa yeah. who eat totally. We have a different uh, system of eating program of food. So yeah. African, it's African food, and people from Asia, they have their own food. People from another country have their own food. So uh, while you put in all the everybody together and uh, you you want to feed them what you want to feed them, it doesn't work.
1: Okay. What are you hoping to achieve once you are out of there? Let's, let's say now they bring your papers, and what would you like to do? And are you still happy enough to go out and try and uh, make a good living for yourself?
0: Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, my fir- my first thing is that if, if they can grant me a paper, like today or tomorrow, we never know. And uh, the first thing is first to, to get back to the society and trying to to, to go back because I'm an electrician and uh, I need to, to catch up with my my yeah. skill. So I need to go back and start to, to learn more about skill because things have changed since I've been sitting without practicing what I know.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: so I need, yeah, I need to, to catch up, firstly.
1: To reschool a bit. Yeah, to reschool
0: okay. a little bit and try to get me a job because I don't want to depend on social. Okay. I do not want to depend on social because people think, okay, these people are here, uh, we, we give them paper, and when we grant them the, 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 the refugee people who stand stamp for to live in the country, all of them go to social. I, I don't want to no, do that. No, I, I don't want to be so. dependent on social. I want to contribute. I, I, I want to contribute for the future. For my future because I know uh, one day soon or later I'll be get tired I need to go on retirement and of course. when you work you contribute you're gonna get something returned yeah it, it works like that
1: mm. okay, we'll just go to lucky there uh, for a second. you know each other uh hi lucky. can you hear uh, me hello. <laughs> uh nice to see you actually I can see you. I don't know if you can see me but <laughs> and how is life in Dublin uh-huh. lucky.
2: Ah, very well. Thank you.
1: Look, we are talking here with yeah. the with the elections in mind. You know, what do you think? I mean, you you can't vote yourself, but if you could vote now, and uh, they came canvassing at your door, what would be the questions that you would ask canvassers? You know, with um, asylum seekers in mind or migrants in mind?
2: The first thing I would, I would ask as uh, as a migrant. <coughs> Who uh, is uh, has been in this country for say four years now, yeah. and uh, having known the different the, the different treatment that the migrants do get in this in this land, and uh, the lack of visibility as far as the participation as, uh, as far as politics are concerned in this land, and uh, the the blind eye that seems to have been uh, changed Uh, towards uh, the existence of direct provision and uh, knowing the fact that uh, uh, most of these uh, politicians do not really uh, pay attention to what is happening with direct provision. The first thing I would ask with them is in their their manifesto what is their take as far as direct provision is concerned. That will be my first question to the person that knocks on my door. Yeah, and uh, and demand to 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 know if uh, they have included the 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 the, the direct provision uh, or the end of direct provision, which you have been calling for some time now, in the manifesto.
1: Yeah. Okay. Very good. And Lucky, you uh, you just uh, left the direct provision system uh, well, about a month ago, I think. Yeah.
2: Uh, it's not that I left the direct provision per se. Because I'm still part of, the, I'm still an asylum seeker. I still cannot work. I still cannot study. Uh, the only difference is that I I'm at a place where I can I can just cook for myself. That's all. That's the difference. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm still under the. So you're still of, not allowed to work
1: but, or, or anything like that. You just live outside of a direct provision centre now.
2: That, that's that's right. basically that's right. okay. Only, that yeah. That is the only difference.
1: My, my question is also because um, I was asked to speak on a conference for social workers um, and um, it's a conference about, uh, it's World Social Work Day and they want to put it in the light of diversity and how you should respect people and diverse people and how you should help them. Has there so far been a lot right. of help from social workers or, or what what, what, you, what would you tell them? Because I'm you know, trying to think of, I have a 10-minute speech. What am I going to tell them? What would you tell social workers?
2: From the, uh, you, you want to know the, social, the help from the social yeah, workers? Yeah, what kind or of help would be uh, best? Provision.
1: Yeah, not just for direct provision for migrants in in general, but definitely. I think, uh, for example, Pete, people who come out of direct provision, it's not easy to just function in a society that you don't okay, really know.
2: Okay, all right. I, I must just say and categorically that uh, the, the 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 assistance or the lack of from the social work is, is just zero. There is there is no there is no uh, uh, there is nothing from the social worker. Which uh, helps the, the migrants or the asylum seekers, during uh, their time when they arrive here, during their stay, when they uh, uh, when they get their papers finally to to to, to move from direct provision to to the communities. There is no help whatsoever. A person is just thrown into deep end to find his own or her own way of of uh, of living. So there, it, there is, it is non-existent.
1: It's just non-existent. So
2: and which, yeah, yeah, and it is something that uh, we feel that it is it is important that there is that there is that uh, uh, smooth transition that is uh, put in place to help people, you know, to, to 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 move from one from one place to another. Yeah, and uh, you find that some. Some, if I can give an example, uh, I, I, I see a lot of people who can't even uh, who are bombarded with with uh, with, uh, with hundreds and hundreds of forms to to complete, and the person doesn't even know where to start to complete those forms, you know. Mm-hmm. And you are just thrown, and nobody is assisting you to go and do it on your own.
1: So really, the, the the help of social work is actually non-existent at the moment. So they, they need to start from oh, scratch. That's basically oh. what I need to tell them. Yeah. And that's I think right. probably also the children. Isn't that right? The children who are there. That's a big worry. Yeah. Um, because
3: I guess. Hi, Lucky. Tony here. I'm the producer on the show as well. How are you doing, sir?
2: I guess I'm good, Tony. how about you? I
3: guess there's one thing we kind of we're very carefully dancing around here as well, apart from all the the uncomfortableness and the, the the fact that the humans in the in the buildings are made feel fully human, there's also a very dark element that goes on in these centers for that young kids are being exposed to and stuff such as drugs, alcohol, violence that also kind of it's always brushed under the carpet, but it's something that's always there.
1: I don't um, well from the children that I've known now Tony they are the most well behaved children oh yeah there's not that but it, they're, they're in this society in,
3: in yes. those kind of centres unfortunately there is bad elements get in mm. and it's, it, there, is yeah. a, there is a very I, and I know for a fact that in Kinsey Roundabout and in Glenvera there is a very big drug culture oh. um, but that's just the way it is And but the kids and the people are being kind of open to that then as well and being seen this carry
2: on
1: is that right, Christian? Before
2: yeah. I can, before Christian can come yeah. in,
1: if I can just
2: make make one point on on children. You know, Tony is right. You know, the and Rose is also right. The, the children are well behaved, and a big credit to the parents who are trying so hard under these conditions to to try and raise you know uh, children the way they do. But what I can say is that direct provision is not a place for any child to grow up in mm. it is just not on they are they, the children are exposed to to all sorts of things you know and uh, a, a, a child is supposed to be to be able to be free to do whatever she or he wants to do at any given time go and visit and, 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 and just grow the, the way any child would grow. In direct provision they are caged, the children are caged, and their minds are also caged. And you you, you see, when you talk to a child that has been, that has been, uh, whose parents have just been granted uh, papers, the, the joy that you see from those children, and if you speak to them, the first thing that they want, they say, they don't want to come back to say or to a uh, whatever standard. Not, yeah. they don't want to come back there mm. you, that will tell you what is it that the children feel as they grow up in those standards also it, it's no it, it's not
1: supposed i think also you know yeah you speak about drugs and alcohol yeah. um and i think it's only normal That's if you sit there for years you have nothing to do but play pool or play cards. You're not yeah. allowed to go work. You get 19 euro yeah. a week. And uh, you get exploited by everyone that hires you anyway. Sure, it happens.
3: It happens in normal societies yeah. here when they're not locked up mm. in small centres. For normal people that grew up here who can't get jobs, 18 and 19, they go that route. So it's no surprise that if you're yeah. confined in a centre like this and you really don't have... Any legitimate rights to do anything to make you feel like a human? Then it's only it only makes sense that if you're not tra- if you're treated like a dog, you're gonna act like a dog.
1: Yeah, exactly. What's your thought on on this, uh, Christian?
0: <coughs> my, my thought on that is, uh, the children. First if we talk about the children, direct provision. Uh, when those parents who have children live in direct provision, when they left direct provision, the first thing when they move to the house. Children does not know what to make a difference because they've been living in the same room with their mom maybe for five, eight years in one single room, not a, a room with a, a, a sitting room, one single room. So the child have a problem now because he used to sleep with his mom in the same bed, in the same place. Now, when they move to the big house, he's not feeling comfortable to sleep on his own because he, he used to his mom to sleep next to his mom. Yeah. So that child is in effect somewhere because of direct provision. And this is not good. Mm. It's not good at all. Yeah. And secondly, if we talk about the uh, drugs, and uh, uh, people who are in uh, direct provision who are called, if you can check the record for Gadi, you never find any record from Gadi station who say that in that hostel we went there, we found marijuana, we found kind of certain drugs. No, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Gadi will come maybe in the hostel, maybe if there were a party, People miss beer, people have a fight, fight breakdown, because when people take booze, people fight. Mm -hmm. Even when you go to the nightclub, people take alcohol after they can have a break, fight can break like that, anytime. But to find drugs or something in the hostel, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. From, from far away, I've been kissing kinsella apart I never see Gary It be to look for somebody who's selling drugs inside kinsella accommodation. I never mm. see that. It never happened.
1: I'm sure they, that there are some people using drugs, but they get them outside or, or whatever happens there. I've seen one or two guys uh, who were thrown in there when they were 15 on their own. No parental guidance. Mm-hmm. No one to, to take care of them, and they share a room with... Uh, yeah grown-ups with someone 20 something 33 Uh, I interviewed one of them Boris uh, and these guys are some of them are extremely well-behaved they're just incredible they go to school they study um, I can't believe how they can do it I don't know if my sons would do it Uh, others getting to drugs and drinking. I think, uh, yeah, what can you expect? So uh, there is a lot of work to be done. And definitely when I go and talk to these uh, social workers, I know what to tell them. (laughs) I don't know if 10 minutes is enough, though. I think uh, we need a lot more than 10 minutes to talk about these things. But it's a start. It's a start that they asked me to come and talk about it. And even uh, if any of you would like to come along, that might be a a good idea, actually. What would you say? It would just have to be closed and completely changed. Is that your idea, Loki?
2: Yes. Uh, there, is, uh, there is no way that the system can be reformed as uh, some are, are calling for. And uh, we are saying as people that are living there and been living there for, for so many years is that uh, the system is, uh, is inhumane. And the only just way is to close it completely, and, and replace it with a the, with the more, you know, a uh, 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 humane system that will really make people feel like uh, they are um, in their home. And uh, to me, uh, to us, what, what we, we see the system is a system that only feeds the body. Yeah. It only feeds the body. It kills the mind. It kills the soul. It kills the zeal, it kills the reason for a person to live. It kills everything about an individual. It only feeds the body. And it's a, and a bit, it.
1: you know, if they want to talk about saving money, it's a, a big cost as well, isn't it? And some people, some companies are making a lot of money out of it, I guess.
2: That is the main, that is the main issue. Uh, that's why it has it has been uh, in uh, existence for so so many years. It, it just select few individuals pocket millions and millions of euros the, on a monthly basis, yeah. and uh, it's a money-making scheme out of the misery of the people. People mm-hmm. always say we need to be grateful about you know having the shelter, but no. It is, it's It's not about that, it's about our human dignity, it's about justice, you know, that is uh, a thing we are deep, being deprived of. We, we, we are stuck, we are in still waters, we can't do anything yeah. because of this system.
1: And you can feel that... Uh, so that is even why we are... We, Talking to you and talking to Christian, you are all people with uh, with uh, big intelligence, and you can definitely contribute to the Irish society. And um, you should be given the chance, I think, and hopefully you soon will be given the chance to do that. Um, I, I was also wondering yeah. now. I, I guess there's more and more um, Muslims coming in now. Um, Syrians, is it? Do you have Syrians in? there?
0: Uh yes, we still have some Syrian now who are coming in. Kids accommodation center. Most of them are like six of them there are no. They already be granting paper. Um, they are not need really be long in the system. Not new really six months in the system, but to be granting paper. Okay, yeah. uh, we don't know how, how, how they're working the system. Quick for other people and for other people, the stolen people, they keeping people, in uh, custody.
1: Yeah, have you any idea why that would be?
0: We, I, I have no yeah. clue. I have no clue idea what's happening that side there. Because why other people will be treated in uh, in in, uh, in 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 such a it nice way, me. and other people must be treated in uh, other cruel ways. That um, yeah, they, they like they, they, they screw this one, and we we leave, we give this guy a paper, and this one must stay here. Yeah. We still need to keep him there. and okay. he must go. He must stay. She must don't go. She must stay. Yeah. And like a, like does a mini it mini cause anymore. tension
1: as well within the direct provision center if that uh, happens? You know the people
0: atten- attention.
1: No tension like is there is there problems does it create problems for people it does between them no it
0: doesn't, them, no, we, it doesn't cr- create any problem, but the only problem you creating on, on the human being or certain individual when you see a person come in your eyes or not belong in the system, be granting a paper for his case, not need for six or a year, and the person be released, and you've been there waiting for your case, waiting for the appeal for two years. Without being listened, uh, hearing nothing from your lawyer, neither for legal department, nothing. You're sitting for two years in the limbo waiting for your case to be appealed. Yeah. So I, when you see another person coming and the person just go one or twice and they grant him a paper, it affects you in another way. It beats your mind, like you like say. It's feeding the body, but it's killing the soul.
1: Does it kill your self-confidence as well?
0: Yes, of course. <clears throat>
1: mm. Yeah.
2: The other thing, the other thing I just want to add uh, is we, we know the, uh, for the fact that uh, about the migrant crisis around Europe, yeah, and uh, we, we 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 are in solidarity with what is happening everywhere else. Uh, but what we we are really concerned about is that uh, since this crisis uh, erupted, there seem to be a blind eye turned against or towards the, the, the current uh, uh, migrants or the current seekers who are already in the system. We are saying, clean up your house first before you really, really take care of the rest of the world. Yeah. Is we, it- we, we know what is happening in Calais, for instance. We know what is happening there uh, and, and all the effort that has been channeled towards there. Yeah, you know, uh, by uh, including us, we, which we support. But what we are saying, do not forget about us that are here. Do not forget about us. We are also here. We are in, in a crisis here. It is a crisis, and uh, let 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 us let, let's, let's not let uh, this thing go on, uh, and, and 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 pretend nothing is happening. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh,
1: it's it It's really in the in the eye of the public now, and every nation is watching each other like who's taking how many who's closing their borders and who's doing this who is doing that i also yeah, yeah. i i also think um, many many black Africans have drowned in the Mediterranean Sea, and there was no surge of help suddenly uh why is it that suddenly i mean the Syrians of course and they have all the right to to go away and to but why do they get so much more attention i mean a dead south a dead african boy is just as bad as a dead syrian boy that is uh, that's my idea anyway and that is something that um, we need to look at and that yeah and that's probably the same reason why you are being half forgotten or is it uh, what is it it just uh, Dealing with the Syrians first, because the international scene is is watching. Yeah, mm.
2: it, it is a, a great concern to us because uh, it, it, it becomes a, a crisis when uh, 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 when one uh, uh, family or one uh, young boy found uh, lost his life uh, drowned in the sea, and it captures the imagination of the world. And it, it, it creates a surge, and uh, and uh, forgetting that if the when as you rightfully say, a lot of uh, a lot of lives have been lost yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: from the African continent coming uh, trying to, to come via. Uh, we have I mean a lot of of, of lives in Italy boats moving from Egypt to Italy. We have seen a lot of those things. And it just it just reported just by the way, just by the way, and nothing happens, no follow-up after that. But uh, we, we look into these things, and we are really concerned about uh, the, the, the different, different treatment that we seem to be uh, 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 getting. And, uh, but we are, we are all the same. We are all the same. In the eyes of the Lord, we are all the same. Yeah. We should not be differentiated as to where we come from.
1: That's we true. should
2: be treated as equally.
1: That's true. And if you, okay, um, we're slowly coming to the end. We have a little bit of time left, but you no, know, as a goodbye, what would you be, you know, what would be your message to the politicians out there and to people who are going to vote? What would be your last message that you would like to give them?
2: What I would say, we are calling on all politicians, the candidates, to really uh, look into. Uh, what we are going through, and include, include our cries to their manifestos. Okay. We pledge for them to support us and, uh, and not just say, but do something about what is happening. Actually, do practically. Yeah, because what,
1: what would you say to the migrants okay. themselves, people who've had you know who got papers and who now have Irish citizenship? Um, you know, what would you tell them? Uh,
2: to, to the fellow migrants who, are, who have got their papers, I, I would say, don't think that you are already in heaven. <laughs> there is still a fight that still people to unite and fight towards. Yeah. We need to make a mark. We need to show the Irish people that we are not here as sponsors. We are here to help this company, this, this country grow its economy with us. Included.
1: Okay. Well, thank you very much, Lucky. I'm going to turn to uh, Christiana, but telling, thank you so much for coming onto our show. It's very, very interesting. We could have kept talking for another hour, I think, but uh, we'll have to move on now. So thanks a million, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you.
2: All right. Thank you. So Christian, Hello.
1: in your head now, what would you like to say to politicians and to the people who can vote?
0: Uh, for the people who gonna vote, firstly for the former friend who will be with us now in the direct provision who granted paper and now they become an Irish citizen, what I can advise them to is to think, think properly. They must think carefully before they go cast the vote to who they want to vote, and they mustn't forget where they come from. Yeah. They mustn't forget where they come from. That's the first thing. They were there, and uh, they saw what's happening, and. Uh, they, they, they have been move on, so it's not the end of the war. It's not that the, the war is finished. You don't win the war like this. We we still have a long journey to go, so they mustn't forget about the people who are still in direct provision. Okay. They must always remember one thing, when they sleep in the room, they remember, oh, I've been there in that place. I know how that place feels. Yeah. So what I should do, what my contribution mm. to help those to fight and to get out there.
1: Yeah. And what would your plea be to, uh, yeah, we're going to go now, just in, in a few words, what would you say to politicians to end this? Now? Well,
0: to the politician, I'll just tell them there's no such things of reforming direct provision, because they try okay. so many times to reform direct provision, it doesn't work, and working. it will never, it will never going to work. Close it down. Because they need to shut it down. <laughs>